Welcome to the Trilingual Podcaster, a show where our guests share their public speaking stories to help us all improve as speakers. We will also discuss presentation tools, technologies, and best practices with the best experts in the industry. My name is Chantal Bosset from Shabbos. Leaders for your presentations, public speaking, and AV needs. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Barbara Kuzam from California. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you for being with me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so excited to be here. And especially since we had so many scheduling issues, that was quite a riot. (laughs) (laughs) It's been like eight months or something, right? (laughs) Uh, I think so. But you know what? Let's just start right now and tell people a little bit about your business and what you do as work so they get to know you a little bit better. All right. So my main business is, well, I call myself a CSI, which stands for Customer Service Investigator. Oh, Uh I like that. Yeah, yeah. So so my main form of business is customer service. I mainly do customer service training. 80% of my clients are healthcare in the healthcare industry, like doctor's offices, medical groups, dentists. But then 20% are other industries, like I've got a a waste management company, a plumber, apartment managers. So there's a subsection that's smaller as well. But I do training, speaking, coaching all around customer service from the top to the bottom. Because what I have found is that if leaders don't treat employees well, their internal customers, then Mm -hmm. employees don't treat external customers well. So that's kind of the whole thing. I do mystery shopping. I'm a professional mystery shopper, a mystery caller, all sorts of fun, fun, fun things. That is so (laughs) interesting because quite a few years ago, we actually put together a mystery shopping survey that was really a little bit more into the nitty gritty. So I can relate to what they're doing Mm -hmm. in customer service or even if they call it customer experience now, it's so Mm -hmm. important. It is. It is. It's the differentiator. It's what it it doesn't cost a lot of money to create this wow experience, you know. Yeah. It doesn't take that much. And now that you've talked about doing public speaking, tell me, how was your first experience as a public speaker? (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's funny is growing up, I was super shy, super introverted. I would hide behind my mom's skirts and you couldn't get me to talk to anybody about anything. And then something happened in high school. I saw, okay, this is weird. So when I was a senior in high school, there was a girl sitting next to me and she had a sticker on her folder that read, why be normal? And I was like, (laughs) you know what? That's right. Why be normal? My, My mom said I went home a different child that day. And like from that point forward, I like, kind of stopped caring what people thought, uh, you know, like I was just like, I'm just going to be me, you know? And, but anyway, so my first presentation that I gave really for a large audience was at my high school graduation. Mm. And I like the feet, like the feeling of being on the stage and then like people laughing and responding, like what, uh, 
I was addicted at that point. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've, I've got to do this. But of course, what happens? I go to college. I, you know, completely forget about it. I don't actually start public speaking until like 15 years later. Oh, wow. I knew at that moment, you know, how like, you know, you know, like you kind of know, but then you like push it aside. But luckily sure. I came, I came back to it luckily eventually because it is my calling. It's my calling. I love it. Ah! And that's <laughs> interesting because what I realized through the podcast, so many introverts end up being on stage and yes. they just love it. Yes. But you're right. As soon as we realize I can be myself and just own it, that's yes. when we start enjoying it. That's but right. good for you for having a good first experience <laughs> because sometimes it's not always the case, but that one led to other things. And finally, you're still doing it today. Yes, so that's I awesome. <laughs> and through the years, did you have any challenging experiences? And what did you learn from it? Because I know sometimes whatever we do, it might happen along the way. Yeah. So when I first, so how I got into public speaking really was I, I signed on with a seminar company. I don't know if you're familiar with Skillpath seminars. It's like, it's I think a, I heard the name before. It's like a public seminar company where a person like, let's say uh, I'm an employee and I want to learn how to communicate. And so I find this brochure. Oh, look, it says communication skills. And I pay 150 bucks. I go to a hotel for all day. Well, I would be that trainer that would train. So I did that for 10 years. But when I first started, oh my gosh, when I first started, I think I was probably maybe 12, maybe 30. I don't know. I was, you know, fairly young. That's young in my, my viewpoint, by the way. So. <laughs> I totally get that. <laughs> so they assigned me to teach this class called Coaching and Team Building for Managers and Supervisors. Well, I'd never been a manager or supervisor. Mm -hmm. And so here I, they send me to Australia to teach this two-day class for managers and supervisors. So it's a room full of men oh, wow. in the black and the blue suits, the men that are like in their 40s and 50s. And here I am trying to teach the... So the lesson was, <laughs> was like you can't... Well, you like I learned the material, you know, but... If you've never done it, it's going to be hard to speak on it. You know, so I had True. no confidence. It was obvious I had no confidence. And like you could tell by the, the body language and then the feedback on the evaluation form, she didn't know what she was talking about, you know, and I kept asking the participants for the answers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were creating interaction, That's which correct. Is, in itself should not be bad, but I don't think they fell oh. for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So to me, like that was it. Like you can be prepared, but if you don't have really experience with it, it's going to be hard to be confident to speak about it. I totally agree. There's a limit to the fake it till you make it. Yes. Thing. Yes. I because agree. I agree. If we don't own our subject, know a lot about it or haven't done it, as you say, I think it will be difficult to really make it credible. Right. And relevant to the people in front of us. Right. But at the same time, it was probably difficult because of the generation gap you had. Yes, that was part of it, yeah. Uh, yeah. And being a, a younger woman in front of an older audience filled with men, 
that was yeah. not an easy shot to start right. with. There were a lot of uh, challenges with that, I'll tell you. <laughs> but in the end, what I think the listeners should really remember is that it still doesn't kill you. It just helps no. you learn. Yeah. And uh, that learning point probably stayed with you every time you had a public speaking event afterwards. Yes. Well, here's a, so the good thing that came from it, you just made a good point is, so the first presentation I did obviously was not that great, mm-hmm. but oh my gosh, I learned a lot, right? Because yes. I got all the answers. So then the next one, I, was, I had a little bit more confidence and I kind of knew, but oh, I didn't know everything, but I learned a little bit more. So as the you know, as I did more presentations on that topic, I got better and better. And that's, so, you know, yeah. And that's a learn. good point. Uh, yeah. Even if we don't, uh, don't really succeed the first few times, mm-hmm. if we make a point of learning about it, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. when we just grow and make it yeah. even better later on. Right. Right. But I guess even uh, with the numerous years of experience, we do realize that somehow we always learn something new for almost all audiences. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree because like, so last year I did, I had a, a, a what is it called? A contract. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So with one of one of my clients, they hired me to do 53 presentations for their staff in three months, 53 wow. of the same presentation. So like, uh, how do you keep that fresh? Right. But it was exactly what you said. So my goal was, okay, I'm going to learn one new thing with this audience today, this same topic, but this, uh, something new is going to happen here. And yeah. that's how you can keep it fresh. You know, cause if you're doing the same thing, you, you're going to become robotic. They're going oh, to absolutely. know, right? Yeah. It's, it's a matter of, um, I call it reading our audience, give, giving mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. a chance to bring us elsewhere. So mm-hmm. that will kind of customize the talk a little bit, but absolutely, you're totally right. I totally agree with you. So now yeah. we've talked about, yeah, challenging experience, which was a good one because yeah, it's learning. So I want people to remember, just keep on learning and you'll succeed. Yes. yes. What was your greatest memory and why was it? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So my greatest memory, this is a piece of cake. So, <laughs> You're, you're familiar with Toastmasters, right? I am. I am. Okay. I am a big proponent of Toastmasters. So with Toastmasters, I'm what is called an accredited speaker. Okay. So that there's a, like a kind of a segment where you can get like accreditation for being a professional speaker. Yes. But anyway, so there's two levels to this process. The first you send in a video and you fill out a form, blah, blah, blah. You're, the judges will then pass you to level two. Well, at level two you give a presentation to the entire convention. And mm-hmm. when I did that, it was 2014. There were 1,100 people in the room, which at that time was my biggest audience. And it was in Malaysia. That's impressive. So, so many new elements uh-huh. in the mix. Yes. So there's a lot of like things going on in my head. Like, are they going to understand me? And is my, do I have too many cliches or whatever? Oh, yeah. But so I did my presentation. It was called Zap Negativity and Ignite Yourself, Your Life, and Your Results. But from the moment I walked onto the stage and I said my first line, the entire audience was like laughing. They were, see, Toastmaster audiences are great because they're like little sponges and they kind of laugh at everything. So it's great. So <laughs> to have 
an entire room of 1,100 people like engaged and they would raise their hand when I asked and they're laughing. It was oh my, it was like the best experience ever. Oh, that's amazing. It. Yeah. Really yeah. amazing. And that probably feeds you a lot. Mm -hmm. When you have more challenging days, then you can feed off that great experience because exactly being in front of a crowd is in fact a great human experience if we mm -hmm. let ourselves just live through it. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Exactly. And congrats because that really must have been an amazing event. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very, very good. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And you talked about Toastmasters, and I know that they have many processes, but what's your own way of preparing for a speech for presentation? Oh, yes. So, okay, for example, like in two days, I'm giving a presentation in Texas. I live in San Diego, which is in California. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> why did I just say that? Anyway, so I do a lot of research beforehand. So like I'll, I'll peruse their website because I'm all, all about customer service and I'm doing a presentation on leading, leading for customer service. Okay. So I do a, I go to the website and I check out the website. Do they have missions and values and things? But then I interview at least five people who will be attending so I can hear their lingo and what are their challenges and what, like what's really, like the meeting planner has an idea of yep. what they want me to deliver and what their people need. But then when I talk to the people that are attending, it's a little different sometimes. So I try, try to blend the two because you've got to meet the needs of the meeting planner, but then you want to speak to the crowd. And then I'll do like some mystery calls. Sometimes I do it on my own. I just call some of the different properties or organizations yeah. and I see, you know, how that, because then I can incorporate that in. But I do a lot of research beforehand. Then during the presentation, I make sure I use their words. Like if it's not customer, if you don't use the word customer, you use the word resident. Yeah. But if I say customer, they're not going to listen. They shut down. True. You know, like it's not an apartment complex. It's a community. If I keep saying complex, they're like, she doesn't know me. That's and right. And then they don't listen. So to me, those little, those little tiny details are what made people think, oh my God, she's talking to me. Right. And then they listen, they participate, they engage. It's awesome. And how do you even manage to get in contact with some of the attendees? Because that's one question so many people ask me, because I always tell them, prepare for the crowd you'll be in front with, uh, in right. front of. And right. they always have that question. So how do you manage to do that? Well, that's easy. You, well, the person that's hiring me easily gives me the names and numbers. I, don't, so? I never have a problem with that. They're like, yes, please, please call them. And I but, tell them I want like a wide range of people. I don't want just the happy people. Yeah. I want the ones, you know, I want like the lower ones that are angry. I want the happy ones and the one, you know, so there has to be a wide range, but I've never had a problem. They want me to talk to them. So your proof, I, that's what I always always said you know if you ask for it you'll get it but you right. are proof that yeah. it's just a matter of asking That's and right. the more we do it the more comfortable we get at it and yeah. you get the perfect answers to use uh -huh. as you say the right wording so people feel compelled to listen to you because they think hey she really knows us that's right so, that's exactly right that's yeah. a very great point and i'm really happy you brought this up because so <laughs> many people are just wondering well that's not even possible 
well, if you don't ask, you'll never be able to do so. Yeah, exactly. Oh, great. (laughs) You know what? I have one final question for you. If you would have one tip to help empower people, women, men to take the stage more confidently, what would it be? Mm. Okay. Well, okay. So for me, the beginning, <clears throat> the beginning is crucial. Oh yeah. Of the presentation. What the first thing, like, so a lot of women, women will say, I don't, you know, I want to speak up in a meeting, even just like a little presentation in a meeting. I don't know what to say. I'm like, you got to start strong, you know, start strong, whether you're on a stage with a, a gazillion people in a room with 20 people, you've got to start strong. So like the first couple sentences, I think need to be written down, memorize something. So you're not yeah. like, oh, you know, I, th- I think I might have a good point. It's like, no, I've got a great point and here are the three benefits and this is what, bam, like start strong. Is it a quote? Is it a story? If you start confident, you're a little bit louder, a little bigger, but you start strong and get their attention, then you can kind of, you know, flub up the middle part. So to me, that's huge. Start strong, end strong. And then the middle, eh, you know, you can do what you like in the middle. That's my tip. Oh, though, that's a really, really important tip. Because you're right. If we, we cannot own the start of our talk, we won't feel confident. Right, exactly. And the last thing we say is obviously the last thing they will remember. That's because right. Because it will be the last bits and pieces that you will share with them so that is very very important yes oh barbara it was such (laughs) a pleasure to have you on the show i'm really happy that you shared all this knowledge that you have well thank you so much for having me i had fun uh, well, that, that's the whole point. I think public <laughs> speaking should be fun. So it's having fun. those interviews so and yeah, yes. it should be fun. <laughs> and what I'll be doing, uh, the listeners will have access to links to connect with you. And please do connect with what Barbara is doing. Get to know her. And yes, customer service is important, but get inspired by what she's doing as a public speaker too. And then they'll be able to follow you and connect with you. So again, Barbara, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please tell us what you think by commenting and share the show with your own networks to spread the stories and knowledge. If you have ideas or topics you would like to hear about on the show, let us know. You can drop us a line at podcast at shabos, C-H-A-B-O-S dot C-H.